Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Microphone Therapy. Did I already tell you this about the smoking the bandit thing? I don't think so. Well, you're talking about you're like, you're like, kids come in here, you're watching Seinfeld now, or whatever, right? Yeah. So I don't know if I told you this one already. So my son's 19, Cameron, and I was like, have you ever seen Smoking the Bandit? It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was going to do the laugh, and I just I thought I was going to butcher it, so I didn't do it. So I'm going to get in here. And then, uh, so I had two, uh, not Trans Ams, but the same car, right? I had a Formula and I had a Firebird from yeah. the 70s. So, and I, I hadn't seen the movie in years. So Cameron's sitting there, and he's like kind of getting into it. He's like, even though it's like probably to him, and he's like, this movie's old as fuck or whatever. Yeah. So they back the Trans Am out of the trailer for the first time, right? And it's all glossy black and it's got the firebird on the hood and my wife's sitting in the room and i remembered all of a sudden that burt reynolds actually did trans am commercials so out of nowhere and i always drive my wife out of the room with shit like this i start doing like these uh mockumentary trans am commercials i'm like do you snort cocaine in your garage do you have kiss destroyer on a track then this is for you the 1978 pontiac trans am and i just keep this is excitement and i just keep going on and on and finally she's just like we should actually do that we should take an old trans am she's like finally she'll look at me and first thing she's like cummings and then oh there it is and then the next thing she's like this is when I know we're at the end, so I'm, I'm doing more. I'm like, uh, have you punched your girlfriend in the eye and you're fine with it? <laughs> Do you wear a wife beater? Do you need a rally Dude. hood sticking out of the hood of your car? Do you want a chicken decal on your hood? Then this is for you, the 1972 Pontiac Trans Am 455. <laughs> and she's like, you know what, Clay? And she just gets up and walks out of the room. I'm wanna, like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I want to see you do a Turd Ferguson, Norm MacDonald... <laughs> fucking Pontiac commercial. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So she was over it pretty quick. I am so glad you got the I was actually doing, reference. I was doing Norm MacDonald a couple days ago at work. I love Norm MacDonald. Yeah. He has hey. his own show now. And uh, Norm MacDonald here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Do you like, uh, do you like sucking cock <laughs> while you're on the road? <laughs> And then the look on his face rolls. Do you do you look like a Sally Field <laughs> or Mia Kunis? Oh, hey, by the way, uh, Katan is gay. Oh, uh, he's a gay yeah, that's guy. right. Uh, Katan is gay. <laughs> so gay. Like he likes watching football for the man ass. That's he's, pretty good. He's really gay. Uh, did you see his new show? <laughs> no, I'm in it. He's got his own show now. <laughs> I. Uh, of course I've seen it. I, I fucking record it. <laughs> People come in and he's all, do you want a Holy Red Bull? Shit, and they're like, fucking... what? <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen the yeah. Norm MacDonald show. He has show. Drew Barrymore on. He has, uh... yeah, he has like a desk and he has one guy yeah, sitting yeah, on Yeah, yeah, it's like so yeah. simple. He's like, we're not spending shit on this. <laughs> this, is a, this is my fucking set. Yeah. It's a desk. You notice how he doesn't apologize for all the shit he gets when he says something? I no, because... He doesn't. He doesn't fucking care. Yeah, he, he's great. That was a great impression, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we've we've done a. He's done it a few times on the show. He's gotten better at it. I I like I said. I literally I did it like three I three days ago. I don't know. I was working with my. Uh, she's she's basically the assistant manager, and I just started harping on all the dumb customers. Yeah, so uh, I can't find the uh, the paper towels. <laughs> They're right there. Where you have to bend over and look for him. I I can't. I my back hurts from taking all this cock. 
like Catan over there. Just like that guy Catan. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. It's, it's one of the it's one of the few impressions that's I can do. That's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's like when uh, Heather does um, fucking the Will Ferrell character. <laughs> oh, uh, oh uh, Carrie, uh, Harry, Harry Carey. Yeah, Harry Carey Jr. Um, the, you know Harry Carey, you know, the, the, the sportscaster? You know, on WGN, he always did the, the seventh inning stretch song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. He had the big fucking goggles, the Coke bottle goggles. Yeah. Glasses. I've heard the name. Um, I should know. This is Harry Carey. <laughs> oh. Does she do it good? <laughs> oh, my God. She does she, the she, sh- head she, shaking. She does it, it as... Like Will Ferrell's version of Harry Carey is uh, awful, it, and she does the awful version. I love of the Will Ferrell. Also, she's Harry doing an impersonation. The Will Ferrell person. version of Harry Carey Jr. is it brings joy to my face. No, it's Harry Carey. Harry Carey Jr. is his son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking face. It's hilarious. It really is. This hey uh, Harry Carey. Wow. With Norm Macdonald. Well, as I just said, the night well, as I just said, look, it's me on Saturday Live. <laughs> like he doesn't enunciate every part. Please welcome Hall of Fame broadcaster Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Hi. Fucking Heather does it just like this. Outstanding. Lives this shit. Uh, I'm pretty oh, sure it's a little out, uh, improv. Tanzu, where do you come up with that? We're doing this show. All the brains. So, hey, Joe.
the previous years, like uh, Phil Hartman or whoever, uh-huh. right? And the person that was doing it did such a spot-on impression of Harry Carey. Yeah. I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And then when Will Ferrell took over, <laughs> I felt like he wasn't... He was stealing the character okay. from this other from this other Saturday Night Live actor. And that's what pissed me off because that's just theft. That is a writer using Will Ferrell to steal a character from another person. The Adam McKay thing? Yeah. And it really fucking annoyed me. As funny as it is. Yeah. It really fucking annoyed me that essentially that was him stealing someone else's bit. Right. That's what it is. And I, I just, I can't sit there and say that, mm-hmm. that I feel like I've seen the other version. Yeah. I guess it'd be like me loving Dennis Leary for the last 30 years and then finding out that he was ripping off um, uh, Hicks. Yeah. T- you know, yeah. And he Bill did. Bill Hicks. Yeah. yeah. Like Andrew Dice Clay's, so all of Andrew Dice Clay's uh, um, nursery rhymes, yeah. he stole that from Otto of Otto and George and put it into his act, like word for word. Yeah. And and Otto's like, yeah, I don't even give a shit. It's not that big of a deal. And did he ever give him any credit for it? No. Nope. That's fucked up. Yeah. And and they hashed it out. I mean, comedians do that. I don't know who else did Harry Carey. <laughs> like, I want to say it was uh, Dana Carvey. So Dana Carvey's going to do uh, Biden now instead of, uh, who were we just talking about? Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah. I think Jim Carrey, I, I don't know. He's Hollywood, man. So even though he seems like he was trying to separate from Hollywood, he didn't really. Give me a fucking break. He got weirdo for a little bit, started painting some shit. Now he's, you know, then he did Sonic the Hedgehog and now he's back in the fucking fray. So I don't know. But he's still, he's Hollywood. So he's he still leans way to the left. So I think he got tired of making fun of Biden because he, you know, he takes it more seriously. So I. Why? Because when you believe in a certain <laughs> thing, you stick with it. It's the it's the whole tribal fucking yeah. pick a side shit. Do not betray. So can't make fun of Biden because you know oh that would be an in, you know you're you're betraying the the left. I know there was another person because I remember I remember fucking uh, I don't give a shit. Is it going to be also Alex Trebek? Did someone else play Alex Trebek before Will Ferrell did on uh, Celebrity Jeopardy? I, I yeah, but it was such a short lived. They didn't really do that. They they went more for original sketches, like you know, uh, what was it, Frankenstein, uh, New York lawyer, or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, and then they, you know, John Lovitz as as the devil. Yeah, and and, and things like that. Wayne's World, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they didn't. They really stayed. They did more politicians than anybody else. But they stayed away from. <laughs> Like a lot of game show shit and and like low hanging fruit type yeah. stuff. I love Dana Carvey as Ross Perot. Yeah, nah, can't do it. No, that's you know, <laughs> might as well be. Yeah, I mean, it's he had the big old ears going yeah. on. Yeah, remember Ross Perot? I remember. Yeah, he hi, ran, I'm Ross Perot. He ran for president. I'm a billionaire. He said Woo-hoo. when he was running, he goes. If I'm elected, 50% of income will go to tax. And he still got like a, a decent chunk of the vote. He didn't... Like 13%. He got... Yeah, he was like... It made people go, holy shit, be like an independent can run and fucking possibly do something. That's like Soviet Union type shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 92. It's, yeah. I'm dead now. Yeah, he finally passed away. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be a billionaire. Yeah, he looked like... And a president. He looked like he worked at Gringotts. Yeah, that weird looking dude. <laughs> Maybe an alien. Look at those eyes. Give me your gold. Put it in the vault. <laughs> Where's he, where was he born? That'll Texas. tell me everything. Well, there you go. Yep, lived and died, man. He's I'm a- born in Texarkana, died in Dallas. He the wanted, way a Texan he should. He wanted 50% to taxes? Yeah. And he was born in Texas, huh? 
Well, yeah, that's a rich guy thing, you know, because, you know, because because see rich people that are extremely rich, they know all the loopholes. They know how to do that, that shit, how they can get out of paying high taxes and shit. So he, he didn't bother him. He could just tax the, the fucking 99 percent of the of the country and, hmm. you know, and then get the taxes paid that way. So, yeah, he was so he was like an emperor of Palpatine kind of motherfucker. Uh, no, no, he was he wasn't looking at it was 50 percent to corporate. He's just so. a businessman. You know, it. It, it, you know, that's why it was kind of refreshing for a while to see what Trump was doing at first when he was in office, you know, and, you know, to see a businessman's perspective. He just ran as Republican because that was you have to pick one or the other. You, you, can't, pick you can't do anything other than yeah. because you're already automatically not going to get it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting to see it. Um, but uh, eight point four percent of the votes when he ran. Oh, he got eighteen point nine percent of the votes in ninety two, and then he got eight point four percent of the votes in ninety six. I didn't know he ran twice. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, I um I didn't know he ran in ninety two. I think. Hold on. No, I knew he ran in ninety two because I voted for him in ninety two. Yeah, I remember Forbes not, ran too, but I don't remember ninety six. Forbes ran for a little bit and he lost. Yeah. So um, I had forgotten that Bush was only uh, Bush Senior was only in office for one term. Yeah, but he was in office for twelve years. I've been. I've been. I mean, as yeah. president. Yeah. He. Yeah, because uh, Clinton came in and Clinton was the pretty. He was pretty much the new version of JFK in everybody's eyes. Like Willie. Right? Yeah. He was the young guy. Yeah. You know, relatively young guy when yeah. it comes to running for president because he was only in his 40s, right? Slick Willie. You know, and you have him running against someone like fucking Bob Dole or yeah. Dukakis Bob or something. Not Dukakis, well, but... Well, he, he yeah. ran against Bush and Quayle and then yeah. Dolan Kemp. Yeah, so you got this young, pretty boy who leans to the left, who's, uh, you know... He's he's not an old bastard who who wants to take us to war all the time. And know, he's like, from Arkansas, like a Republican. What's better than that? Well, it's always the, the, the sides always have to balance themselves <laughs> out, right? So you have twelve years of Republicans in office, and yeah. now all of a sudden you got to balance it out with a with an attorney with from me. Arkansas. Yeah. Speaking of Arkansas, with Arkansas, Arkansas just became the first state to outlaw gender-affirming treatment for trans youth. Why? Because and, and the governor vetoed the bill. And the the state Senate and House overrode that bill. No, I, meant, why, I meant, why would you ever want that? <laughs> why? I need to know more details on this before I could really make a judgment call or an opinion on this. Yeah, I I don't know enough about it, but I can tell you that. Uh, let's see, it's to prohibit physicians from providing gender affirming treatment for trans people under eighteen. Well, turn on that. You're not even an adult. Um, the only counter argument I could see to that is that if you wait too long, and I don't know if this is true, but if you could wait too long to have gender reassignment into maturity, if you wait too far into maturity, um, to have gender reassignment, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't take as well as if you do it at a younger mm. age. That's the only thing I can assume I could think of. You got to strike when the fruit is ripe. Yeah. Something like that. Well, they, the new law, young people will not be able to access puberty blockers, which is a treatment option for transgender youth that are used to prevent the onset of puberty. The band's so-called cross-hormone therapy, a gender-affirming treatment that allows for trans people to change their physical appearance to be more consistent with their gender identity. In this treatment, they receive hormones that may aid in redistributing body fat to different parts of the body and accelerate or slow body hair growth. The hormone estrogen can produce blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, the bill makes what it calls an exception for some intersex people with unspecified chromosomal makeup and hormone production. 
I don't have a problem with this because it's people that are under the age of 18 and they may be under some, uh, some influence, mm-hmm. an undue influence, but you know, culturally or yeah. And yeah. when you turn 18, you can, you can do what you want. Right. Yeah. And, and thing, you're still and young. Look, there's, I mean, they're damaging they your body. They don't show it very often because it goes against the whole, you change if you want to change thing. But there's a lot of people that have had sexual reassignment and years later they realize that they made a huge mistake. Not that they're not gay or whatever it is. It's just that they shouldn't have done it because it was it was harder on them afterwards having the change. So that's why it's a good, to, good reason to wait and take your time, see a bunch of different therapists, get second opinions, all this shit, because... How many people do you think that think that, oh, or believe that they need to have a sex change? And then next thing you know, <laughs> later on, they feel you know differently about it. And they, they, they regret having done it. As I'm reading this, I, I think it's government involving themselves too far into people's personal lives. Yeah. But look, th- this is what the guy said. And uh, of course, they say Arkansas State Rep Robin Lundstrom, a Republican who proposed the Arkansas Safe Act, Safe Act has made comments that contradict the science of gender identity and falsely position trans and non-binary identities as choice, where he probably said some people are, are, are using it as a choice. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but I could be wrong. These kids are, pres- are precious. Some of them may choose to be transgender when they're older. That's okay. That's their choice. You know, it may be just words that he's saying, and just to simplify language. Lundstrom said during a House panel prior to passing the bill, as explanation for why she supports denying the gender-affirming treatment. When they're under 18, they need to grow up first. That's a big decision. There's no going back. Yeah. I've and like- and uh, what is it, 50%? At least 50% of the people that are trans regret their decision. Hmm. They also talk about suicide rates of people that have had sex changes, too. Um, it sounds like a mess. This whole thing is a big mess to me. I don't even know how to get near it. Well, here's the thing. And I'll, I'll just, I mean, this is a normal statement. If you truly feel that you are something, then then who the fuck is anyone else to question right. what you truly feel you are? So I just think that if if it's something that is life-changing like that to have done a procedure, it can't be done on a whim. It has to be something that's planned out and and talked about, discussed, and all this shit over a period of time to make sure it's the right decision that's made. Yeah, and 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 that's and here's the other thing: all this all this nonsense of LGBTQ and medical advocates strongly oppose the le- the legislation. Which medical advocates are they? Real doctors? Because if they're real doctors, then they shouldn't be opposing this legislation for people under the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. They they can't make a decision without their parents being involved. If they're not old enough to legally smoke in the state of California or or even, in the country or even go to war, right? Uh, under 18, right? You can't join the military when you're under 18, right? So if you can't do any of those things, why the fuck should you be able to change your, your sex? Yeah, they fear it could have significant negative impacts on trans youth who have a much greater risk of suicide. It, this is just saying, look, we're not going to do anything until you're 18. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what the bill is saying. They're not saying we're denying you medical or anything else like that. We're not denying, we're denying you the fact that you can't do puberty blockers or anything that changes your fucking physical appearance, which is generally surgery and whatnot, until 
until you're 18. And you know you're gonna you know what the counter arguments are gonna be to that, right? Like you're you're inhibiting people's yeah. It says right here, choices. it will drive families, doctors, and businesses out of the state and send a terrible, heartbreaking message to the transgender young people who are watching in fear. Bullshit. That's 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 fear speech. It's like bringing that's up propaganda. Well, it's know, not going to drive anybody it's like, anywhere. It's like, oh well, if I can't get an abortion, then I'll just use a hanger. Yeah. Well, so so they're they're all up in arms about this, but women still can't choose to have their tubes tied because a they have to get their husband's permission, and b the doctors won't do it, even though it goes against the Hippocratic oath. You know, it's not driving that's fucking any bullshit. doctors out of the state of Arkansas. And if they do leave because they're that pissed off, I guarantee you they're coming to fucking California. <laughs> yeah. So th- this this entire this entire thing is is just false pretenses of something that actually is going to benefit people. It's not going to marginalize mm-hmm. transgender. It doesn't make everybody fucking fear it's going not, to the yeah. doctor. It says you are in in. in on the other side of this yeah. is we've had reports of people pushing their kids that are, are under the age of 10 yep. into becoming transgender. Yeah, keep telling them over and over again that you are a girl or you are a boy or you are, yeah. you know, whatever. Because, right? because you know, there's a there was a Berkeley couple that was doing it with their kids yeah. because it's the hip thing to do. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by CNN. Do I yeah. have that right? Yeah. Well, there you go. So, and that's the problem is that you can't just have. I just clicked on a, the first You can't link. just have a, a an intellectual conversation about this shit. It's either you're on board or you're not. Either you're a Nazi or you're fully supportive. There is no actual room for conversation. No bipartisanship. Yeah. There, there's nothing. It's and that's the sad part. It's I can bleed that into anything. It's just like with Lyft driving. You're either no one star or you're fucking five stars. There is no in between with your ratings. Okay. Anything less than the best is you're fucking up. So it's one side, one way or the other, man. Yeah. Well, it, life's not easy, especially for yeah. people that don't know if they're a boy or a girl or yeah, anything and, in the middle. And yeah, so I, I mean, the the whole thing is they're just they're banning treatments and surgery. Like literally, kids are having surgical replacement. Yeah. You're a fucking kid. Well, it's people also getting mad um, that the military wasn't paying for people's sex changes anymore. Yeah. Like what? Well, the why the fucking why does the military need to pay for your sex change? I don't know. But you mean the taxpayers? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's why do I have to pay for your sex change? Mm-hmm. Because you're in the armed services. Yeah. So the armed services was having a thing where. You and then they're could, like, "Well, yeah. don't ask, don't tell." Well, technically, it's insurance, but whatever. So I, you know, whatever. I, I, that side of politics, I'm not going to get into. <laughs> this side of politics, I will get into because we brought up the Arkansas thing. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that this just came out in the news and I hadn't read the bill and I I didn't even know if we we're going to talk about it tonight. So I hadn't read the bill really other than thinking, you know, I, I'm not going to read this shit. Most of my news, the news feed that I get comes from Yahoo, which pulls from AP and a couple of others, but they specifically put a liberal slant to their fucking news reporting. And then all of a sudden they have to backtrack, like the whole Derek Chauvin uh, trial that's going on. Yep. Well, they they find they're releasing the uh, the uh, uh, cameras from the police, and as much as I still I still am saying that he the cop was directly responsible for that guy's death for the way that he was. Chauvin was telling him, "I'm having a problem." He was sitting in the back of a car, cop car, and even though he has drugs in his system, that who gives a fuck. Okay. He passed a $20 bill and he was thrown on the ground and he was kneeled on. They're showing the, the camera footage 
actually shows him kneeling on his shoulder more than his neck. So we'll see. I There's no pictures of it right now. My belief is this cop. Now, this cop used to work with Chauvin. And Chauvin didn't like this cop because he this cop treated everybody like shit. They worked like at a nightclub or whatever. This cop had a thing out for Chauvin. So when he when he passed that twenty dollar bill, it was a fucking excuse for him to get rough with this guy because he didn't like the fact that Chauvin called him out on the fact that his customer he he was a dick. He was treating people like shit, and he told him that. So they've always they, they've known each other for years, and and they've always they've they've always butted heads with the cop. Not well, maybe it is Derek Chauvin. It's the cop, but the cop not liking this dude that he kneeled on. George Floyd. Yeah, George Floyd. So we're so, going back a while now, right? This is old. No, this is just recent. Oh. No, the, this is the this trial's is, this going is, on. This was the way it was okay for people to to have mass. Uh, no, I mean this is this gatherings up, during COVID. This came up a year ago, though, right? Yeah, this start, when it happened. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But he passed a fucking fake twenty dollar bill. Like I get fake twenty dollar bills every couple weeks. Do you? Oh yeah. Okay. They, because they're circulating like you don't use like the cash yeah you're not going to check every bill can you no. feel it when you yeah you can it? tell but yeah, i will you tell you every it. time i use the fucking bill i just got from the bank at a store i always have this weird feeling like what if it shows up as counterfeit yeah if it shows up as counterfeit you know what we do right. well if we if we see it we'll tell you this is a counterfeit right? this is a counterfeit bill yeah and then oh can i have it back no no, because the police have to have it, and it gets destroyed. Like we've had people come into Walmart trying to pass fake hundreds. Yeah. Here's a hundred dollar bill. This is fake. Could <laughs> I have you, it back? But you can't. No, get the fuck out of here. Back. You can feel it though, right? Yeah, it doesn't have that rag material on it. Everywhere. Still made out of sheepskin. Yeah, it's made out of sheepskin. I don't. What know. is? No, the, the, they're fibrous. Okay. The fabric that um, bills used to be made out of was uh, sheep. I thought you were talking rubbers for a second. <laughs> Your mind's always in the gutter. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which could jerk off with that, with that, that sheepskin. Oh, money. Money. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they use sheepskin to make sheepskin. Yeah. I'm not even going to. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. It, it's one of those. I just, just wanted to know if you could yeah, feel it. Because I've, I've felt the fake money before in North Islands. And you can, <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah. It's, uh, Everything else looked good, but you can feel it. It feels like thinner. It's like 25 years ago. I had a buddy who um, had some. He had some. You know when a bill gets really worn yeah. out, like it's been around for 30 years and it feels like it's yeah. thinner? Yeah. That's what the uh, counterfeit money feels like. Well, they're supposed to launder it, like literally launder it where they, they put it in dryers with poker chips yeah. and shit yeah. and to wear it down, you know, and make it look more used. That, that doesn't work. It's it's the feel of the money. Yeah. And if you pull out like I so twenty the twenty dollar bill I have in my pants is a fake twenty. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's not able to be read. <clears throat> so it could be fake. There could be something wrong with it. But it feels real. They make them with fiber. So well, does it, can you just shine the light through and see the band in it, right? Yeah, you can see the band anyways, but you have to mark it. But it, it, they, if you wash a dollar bill, yeah, it's and then you stamp it with a twenty. It's it's a, even though it's says twenty on there, you, you know, you hold it up to the light, you know. Yeah. The only difference is is that it, the band will say like one dollar on it. On five dollar bills, they don't have that band, so you can wash them and turn them into twenties. But you, that's the difference. You don't. Not every bill has a band on it, and then the older bills sometimes can't be read either. There may be something that's wrong with this bill in terms of like the threads have come loose. Yeah. And you and it, when you put it into the machine to read read the bill, so this is an eight hundred count. Yeah, exactly. 
And so it's shining light through like if, if, if it's old, it's been washed too many times. If it's been traded too many times, you know, between people or the banks had it too long. I've seen bills that have had holes in them, like the little minuscule holes. Yeah. You just hold it up to the light and the light's piercing through it. Yeah. And then that's when they Weird. replace them with newer bills, like in Cliffhanger. Kind, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? I know I'm bringing that fucking movie on again. What the fuck? Cliffhanger? Okay. In Cliffhanger, they were flying three giant bags of of or there were a bunch of bags oh, okay, okay. of money that was um they were going to destroy right. cuz it's old bills because right? that's that's how they do it okay. they fly the bags yeah they fly them to the mint in denver okay yeah. I, I haven't yeah. seen I, i'm going to have to go home that's, and watch cliffhanger that's what it. they do is they fly the money movie. in bags yeah. but there's a criminal there's I remember a criminal. he's like stainer my stainer my poncho you'll be okay and he like takes his shirt off it's <laughs> Is, do I have the right movie? Is yeah. it, it's Stallone, right? Yeah, yeah, he's fucking, he's dangling from shit. Yeah. You got Michael Rooker playing an angry asshole in it. And yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's well shot. I think it's one of Jan de Bont's first movies. Don't quote uh, me on that. I think so. I, I would. Yeah, anyway. It, well, Rennie Harlan. It was Rennie Harlan or Jan de Bont. I, anyway. Um, uh, Rennie Harlan. Cliffhangers, it, it's, a, it's an interesting time capsule movie of that time period when they were making action films. It was, it, it hadn't been overdone yet. So it was okay to do that type of gimmick for a film. Yeah, Rennie Harlan. And so it, it, there's a specialness to it. Right. What year is that? 93. Yeah. Yeah. It's still pulling off. Yeah, she was cute as hell in that movie. To be followed by such masterpieces as Terminal Velocity. <laughs> and How uh, dare you, sir? And uh, they already... Oh, yeah, they totally already done Point Break. Yeah. That was years earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two years before. So Rennie Harlan. Oh, when did so over the top come? Over the top was before 1987, that. 1987, I believe. Oh, yeah, 86 way, or 87. Way yeah. yeah, meet me halfway. Meet me halfway, <laughs> right? You're all try to get Girl, close. Try to just get close. God damn, that's what other movies came out in 1993? Oh, you had uh, you had uh, Tombstone. Oh, that's a great one. <sighs> Dazed had... and Confused. Falling Down's good. Yeah, Falling Down. Bronx Tale. <laughs> Dazed and Confused. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot about that. Okay, The Sandlot. <laughs> What's love got to do with it? Jurassic Park. Shameless List. Gilbert Grape, <laughs> son-in-law, indecent. Proposal. Menace to society. Leprechaun. The leprechaun. Menace to society right there. Alive, yeah. Sharon Stone was blowing I thought up. Alive back then. came out in '92, but okay. Joy Luck Club. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Never saw it. Really? Poetic Justice. It's um, not that good. Janet Jackson would not do a sex scene in that movie with Tupac Shakur because Why? she wanted him to get tested for AIDS mm. and he would refused. Matinee. Mm. I actually like that movie. The Fugitive. Fugitive was a great film. The Fugitive. There Rudy. it is. Rudy did not come out in fucking 1993. Splendor was either 93 or 94 or 92. It was, yeah. The Firm. True Romance. I just watched that. Tarantino, movie baby. Movie about my penis. <laughs> True romance. How, how low hanging fruit is that? Every time somebody sees Free Willy, it's a movie about my junk. <laughs> yeah, you, were, we, you were supposed to eat well, Blubber. Oh, she'll be she'll be in Blubber, all right. Uh, it's just as soon as I free Willy. Yeah. You're supposed to eat well, Blubber. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? What's why I'm with my wife? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Line of Fire, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Jesus, Perfect World. Yep. Judgment Night. <laughs> Saw that in theaters. Saw that at the Cynodomes. Uh, God damn, there's a lot. Benny and June, he did two Man. things that year. Demolition Man. Saw Demolition Man at the UA movie theater that we talked about, the one that was where there's a Sam's Club now. Point of No Return. Yeah. Carlito's Way. Yeah. I didn't. I never liked Carlito's Way. It was. It has its moments, but it, it's hard target. You know why? It's because it's a it's a De Palma film, just like uh, Scarface. And uh, Scarface is one of the most overrated films, in my opinion. I can't stand that fucking movie. 
No comment. You <laughs> no. I, honestly, okay. You want to hear? Movie, you want to hear my thing? If you love the movie, you love the movie. I no. Here's here's the thing. I watched it at like two in the morning on like ABC in like Ooh. 1994. Oh God! So Why you know you it was totally that? chopped up, right? Well, yeah, it was like what nine? Actually, like hundred huh. minutes of footage out of a. So I st- movie? I've started it four times since then and never gotten through. I mean, what are you looking for in that? The part at the end. It. I mean, that, look, if you're going to go out, that's how you go out. You go out yeah. taking motherfuckers out. That, that was a badass ending. But the problem I, I've had always with that film is not the performances of anyone. Yeah. It's the fact that we're following this character who has no redemptive qualities at all. Yeah. He, he's not, he's not interesting. He's not charismatic. He's a fucking asshole who deserves every bad thing that happens to him. Yeah. And to see him keep succeeding through right. all the way up to the end. I think that's the point of the film. Is I just can't get on board. You're, I, you're supposed to hate him because he continually succeeds where he should be failing. And it's symbolic of America, right? I, I, I get it. No, like, not symbolic like, of America, but... It's symbolic of a villain. Yeah, it's symbolic of... Well, yeah, of how like crime pays sometimes, you know? So I, I get it. It's In just, a mob-esque kind of... But if you're asking me to give a shit about this movie, I just don't. Like, there's people that hold it in this high... Especially people in the hood. They hold it in this high regard, like, oh, Tony Montana, bad You know why? Because it's a, it's a blend of he's Cuban and started from nothing till... And so, like, they yeah. love that shit. It's like you want to strive... This is what you strive to be. They fucking love that shit. You strive to be... If you're going to... You know, you're from the hood or whatever. I came from the streets. You, this is what you want to be. You want to be the ultimate kingpin. Right. And then when they And then when they fuck with you, if you can't I'll kill, kill them you. all... You kill as many of them motherfuckers and that's it. Like, yeah. I just don't care. So for me, De Palma hit the mark with, uh, what's the one where Robert De Niro plays Capone? Untouchables. Yeah, he hit the mark for me on that one. I love that movie. Yeah. Even though it's highly over-dramatized. It's that, pretty... That movie is so highly dramatized yeah. that it, it's, it might as well have been based off a graphic novel like George Miller. Exactly. I mean, not George Miller, or Frank Miller. Exactly. <laughs> or something, right? Because there's so many things that happened in the movie that did not happen in real life. But, but here's the thing. The, the pace of that movie is perfect. Oh, I love it. I love that movie. It's, a, it's, it's actually a perfect movie, and it's cheesy as who fuck. Who does the musical score for that film? Who does the musical score? <laughs> you rolling, are you rolling your eyes? Yeah, I rolled my eyes. I don't know. Fucking cares. Ennio Morricone. He did the score for The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, The Thing. Okay. John Carpenter's The All Thing. Right. That checks out. Um, he Also, he did the score for um, Hateful Eight. I don't like that movie. That's no, where the, that's the, where Tarantino. See, that's a movie me. that you have unre- irredeemable characters, but yet it's still a good fucking movie. It's still well done, and I can watch it. Ironic, isn't we, that funny? And the, but I bring it up because I think it, it's just a better overall thing. Do we have some time left? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so we're in the grab bag again. When I first saw this, it's right here. So I don't. Does that have any of the other shorts on it that were on um, MTV at the time? Was it Liquid Television? What that's, was it called? That's Ian Flux. Yeah, they had the other shorts that yeah. you know. Yeah, so my favorite one. I asked you about it if you watched it. Yeah. And I always forget the name of it, but there's some guy that's like a there it's like a futuristic blade runner and he's in a he's racing these things in a circle track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen that one? That's the best one out of all the I liquid. think so. Yeah. I love the one and I always forget the goddamn name of it. It's called like the mask or something like that. Where this guy is like a he's wearing a he's a big purple guy with a big skull type mask and he's just squashing like these little bunnies and shit in this weird fantastical world where he he alternates between regular world which is more noirish mm-hmm. and then this fantastical world where there's these monsters and shit hmm. and it's fat it's just the animation is so cool I would love to see them do something a live action take on that or um, an updated and you know animated take on it 
But it, it's, it was on this. It was on the liquid television thing. So my thing with Aeon Flux is I've watched the cartoons and I've watched the movie and I still have no fucking idea whatsoever what's going on. That's my biggest problem with Aeon Flux. Um, I don't have general, a clue what is, the storyline is. Is that, yeah, there's no, there is no There's nothing cognitive going on. No exposition at all. You're just in the middle of it. It's like a wet dream that you're yeah. supposed to figure out. The only out. thing I yeah. could think, and this is just guessing because I have not done research on this at all, is it maybe it's based off of a manga that already established all that shit so if you're going into it you already know this stuff being a manga fan or whatever or a comic book fan mm-hmm. but otherwise yeah that was my biggest problem with the cartoon of Eon flux was you don't know what the hell why is this who's this guy why is this guy doing right. this why is she here why why how did the future get this way there's none of that shit and you're just, i'm you're pretty just, sure they did explain it like yeah. a, there is some narration yeah there's there is like flashbacks and and like there's one ep- I, if I remember correctly there's one episode I like Eon Flux my problem with Eon Flux in and of itself is the animation style it's wonky weird but, but cool wormy. but yeah like wormy, the fingers yeah. are all really long and every time someone sticks a tongue it, out it reminds me of Akira it feels like I'm being molested the way yeah, their yeah. tongues move like and so I think it's but, very, but I would watch I think Liquid very, Television for that I think it's very Frank Miller Electra yeah. remember those yeah it could be but I I would specifically watch the comic book Liquid I, mean? I would watch Liquid Television for that sh- that series um only no 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 uh, Joe it's caught oh, I see it I feel it um because it was the best of all of the shit on there the, yeah yeah and then when it, and then like they show the short be like oh it's over mm-hmm. keep it in the library guys yeah check it out when you want Got it. okay um yeah the movie <sighs> no I had such high ho- remember what I said about the Oscar curse with Halle Berry mm-hmm. going to the Catwoman Shirley mm-hmm. Theron right uh, after she wins for monster monster yeah she goes to eon flux yeah. right great idea right yeah. now shitty movie and it's not her fault it's just shitty movie it's american studios yeah trying to make a movie uh, yeah all i remember is in that movie was some chick with weird fucking monkey feet yeah and she they, <laughs> and then the, the grass turns into spikes or some yeah. shit or yeah, I, 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 yeah and that, see i haven't seen that movie since it came see, out see now ghost in the machine with scarlett johansson which got a lot of critical hits I thought that they did a much better job adapting that than than what had was done with the. I can't Fox. finish that one either. Uh, it was it was okay. It has moments. I've like started there's, it there's, five times. There's visuals that match with the with the the anime very very well, but I think there was it, I had problems with the storytelling. What do you what do you like her most in Scarlett Johansson out of everything? Mm. One movie. Her. Now just give me one movie. Her. No, seriously, give no, us give one me, movie. Give me one movie. Spike Jones. Spike Jones directed it. It stars Joaquin Phoenix, and the movie is called Her. Oh. She is a voice. She's a computer voice. My God. Oh, I've seen it. It's it's okay. All you hear is her voice the it's entire okay. film. I, Dude, she betrays him at the end. She betrays him at the end. She's got all kinds well, of boyfriends. She does it. Well, it's, it's more complicated. Right. It's not... Anyway, There's not her a lot voice, of- just hearing her voice that entire film, yeah. I fell in love with her voice just watching that film. Yeah, when she does the snake in uh, Jungle Book. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could fill up a napkin to that. She's- okay, Mike, what do you got? Yeah. My favorite Scarlett Johansson movie? Yeah. Um, Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's... Huh. I don't have one. Mine's easy. Hands down, Lucy. You know, that's funny. You, you uh, That's the one thing that kept popping in my mind is Lucy, but I'll get into that in a minute. Um, 
What about Ghost World with Buscemi or uh, uh, Ghost World? That's an old or uh, that's an that's a ninety eight ninety nine ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not a well known movie or an easy movie to find. It's I, come back around again, but that was it's a, become a cult film. It became I, obscure and hard to find at one yeah, point. Yeah, I, I only saw that movie. I'll tell you what my favorite movie of of Scarlett Johansson is. It's um, a Jojo Rabbit. Ooh, is she in that? Yeah, mm-hmm. she plays the mom. She was really good. Should that. I watch that? Oh yeah. Yes. <sighs> Love Taika. Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Yes. Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? Yes. That's the, a great movie. The guy who wrote and directed that. All right. Did Jojo Rabbit? Hunt for the Wilder. He also People's plays a... Hitler in the movie. Yeah. Taika Waititi. Hunt for the Wilder People is a great movie. I fucking love that movie. Oh, she was Ricky in Baker. Mm, Ricky Baker. Oh yeah, she plays a teenager in it. Um, forgot about that. There's a movie she did with um, John Travolta um, from like the mid 2000s. Uh, oh, she was in Hail Caesar. I forgot about that too. Yeah. Her. Go I, back yeah, up a I loved bit. her in her, dude. Oh, she was really good in Don Don Juan uh, Don John. Don Hold on, don't move for a second. Let me see this here. She played a really uh, good um, Jersey girl in that. Ah, uh, There's a movie where she plays an alien that's come to Earth, and she basically seduces guys into like a sexual scenario. And I don't know if she eats them or what she does. I think she eats them. Have you ever seen that? No. That's worth looking at, too. Love Song for Bobby Long. I think that's the one where she was in with Travolta. That one was... Uh... Yep, she was she wasn't bad in that, but it, it's been seventeen years since I've seen. You're gonna have to go down for. Let me see here. Uh, the island, which was shit. The spirit. I never saw. I, I don't even think I can get garbage. through the spirit. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like. I didn't care for that. I keep watching that movie, hoping it's getting better. The island's okay. Oh, she was in Match Point too. That was a Woody Allen movie. There it is, under the skin. Click on that. That movie will fuck you up. Praise on men in Scotland. It won't fuck you up, but you'll be like, what? <laughs> Lucy is one of those movies that had so much potential, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened, but it could have been like the next point of no return or Dude, La Femme Nikita. Once, once it got past thirty percent, where she's you know at perfection or whatever, yeah. Every percent after that, every ten percent, it would go. It was the same. It was like okay, like it, the movie was limited by human intellect. That's what limited that film. Yeah, I'll forgive it for that. So yeah, but there was it. It, it had the potential to be just a, the next point of no return, and Luke Besson pushed out. And instead of going to the extreme where he did in Point of No Return, he backed off. Like, he took his foot off the accelerator. And, like, up until the point where she was like, what, what? Like, before the before the third act. Yeah. Right before the third act, right, you know, right when she's, you know, getting to that point where she's completely, I know everything and everyone and I can do anything. Yeah. You know, there should have been a turn. There should have been a twist where she essentially lost her shit. Or someone hit her with a, uh, not a drug, but something to block it, you know, temporarily. So that you have this, you know, instead of this Slow fucking, down moment? Yeah, this fucking invincible, all-powerful person. Let's take a step back for a second kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, humility type thing. Hmm. Some movies are limited by the, the capacity for human intellect. Like, they try to grab this grandiose idea of something, but they can only go so far because their brains have only gone so far. So, yeah. But at the same time, like, when Lucy came out, there's a couple of other movies that came out, like, in succession, where, remember, the, there was a trailer that we saw where a girl breaks into this fucking... No, she didn't break in, but she walks into this restaurant, and there was, like, a big gunfight, and it, 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 it's, uh, it may have been produced by Luc Besson, 
Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it pretty much was like Atomic Blonde. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, it was it was a Luc Besson film, and it is like four four letters. It was like a really short named movie, like like Lucy Anna. There we go. There it is. Yeah, still haven't seen that fucking movie. Yeah, that was a quick in and out in theaters. Yeah, this movie looks really fucking good. I think it got decent marks. I, I can't remember. I'll have to look for it. Ugh, I'm watching less marks. new movies lately and going back on older shit because yeah. there's certain things I just want to see. And I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the filming of certain things, you know, just the, the styles of older Westerns and, you know, shit from the 80s and 70s. You know, I watched Frantic for the first time today, uh, which was from 88. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's why I'm watching like I had that 70s thing and I'm just amazed at the color. Yeah. You know, I can give a shit less what fucking movie is on. It's the fucking color. Is that who I think it is? It's a her. Uh, that's uh, uh, what's her name? Isn't that what's her name? The chick from uh, The Crown. I don't watch The Crown, so I don't know. Just this scene right here looks fucking amazing. <laughs> I like the fact that like she's small, so the guy can actually pick her up and just throw her against the wall like that. But then she can still kick ass because there's a lot of movies that were like the empowerment of women type movies now where women are beating the shit out of dudes two feet taller than them and that are hugely muscular, but they're just throwing them around like they're nothing, like they're ragdolls. And like, no, I don't, if you're this, if you're a woman who's four foot nothing and you're fighting a guy that's big, I don't care how many skills you got, there's physics. Mm -hmm. And the physics are, you can't just pick up someone that big and throw them like they're, they're ragdolled at some point. I, I just... I, I you gotta give me some some believability. Yeah, this is basically just fucking La Femme Nikita. Yeah, forward. an atomic blonde. <laughs> they just did another one like this uh, a couple years before this. It was um it's called like Snow or, or Salt, not Salt. Salt, which was a ripoff of a bunch of films too. But um, it was a. Uh, you ever see Hannah? That's a great movie. The hell's Hannah? Twenty seventeen. That's a. Uh, There's a twenty seventeen. Want the movie? That might be actually the one I'm thinking. Uh, Eleven. You you had it. Well, there's also a 2017. Film. That's probably a show spinoff. That's what you want right there. That's a. This is a great movie. That might be the one I'm thinking of. That is a believe. That is a believable, oh. well done, Cersei well filmed Ronan. movie. She was in uh, Cersei, Cersei Ronan, uh, Lady Bird, or whatever it was. Yeah, Cersei Ronan. That's the closest I'm going to get to saying her name properly. Cersei, right? You got it. Now that that one's well done and probably didn't cost that much money. It's got Eric Vaughn on it. Yeah, he's got he's got Hulk status, so he's he can. I think he can get at least three million a film hmm. for what he does. I mean, it's I, I don't think it costs a hundred million. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably twenty million, thirty million. Tops? Something like that. Fuck, dude. I didn't even get into the documentaries I saw. <laughs> this one went by fast, too. It this did. One, this one... I think uh, I think with the first episode we we recorded tonight we had to uh, just get the get the shakes off or something. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, it happens. No, blow no, the rust off. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of episodes where you know just things are just like you know by the numbers kind of shit. And then well, we talk about it now, but then I'll listen back to it after I edit it. You know, yeah. then you'll be a like, couple I'm a things. dick, and it's just like. <laughs> Just like, holy shit, this is actually really good. I'm a fucking yeah. asshole. <laughs> no, no. You know, and look, I listened. I listened to the first two shows, and uh, they're dude. There was if if my sons came out and interrupted a moment, I fucking told them to shut up, and I would rewind. Yeah, I, I still haven't heard the second from uh-huh. last time. Just listening. I mean, because there's what happens. I go to work, right? And I turn it on and I'm like, I can't do this at work. Yeah. I need to hear this. Mm -hmm. Then I go home. Somebody's interrupting me there. 
And I was like, Shh, how long's your commute? Here's what happened with that. So I Bluetooth the very first two. Yeah. And it didn't sound good in the car. Okay. It was, and I might because the bass in my stereo system turned up too much. Yeah. But it sounded blown out. Okay. But it sounds great on my phone. So I'll have to try that again. Yeah. Because the sound quality, I think, improved drastically in week two. Oh, yeah. Different mics and yeah. whatever else. So. Oh, yeah, there's there's a huge difference. Um, I still don't understand why your sound is different here, but I'm going to assume that it's because of where you're sitting. Yeah. And then when it's played back, it's capturing a different sound. Yeah, yeah that's possible. All right. So, I, yeah, I guess I'll just save my documentaries for another day. <laughs> you, you're goddamn right you will. You're goddamn right. And I'll try to have a subject next time I come here. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, it, like, it doesn't always have to be a movie stuff, too, because, you know, we don't always have to talk about movies. It's just, that's where it seems this to This is microphone therapy. Yeah. We, let's have a subject for movies so that we can, we can just work our way down from that. And then from there, we just do whatever. So each week we should, each week our, the ideal thing would be to have, you know, a movie that we can just. Well, uh, you, you want to still want to go see uh, <coughs> Nobody tomorrow, right? Yeah. You want to go see Nobody with Bob Odenkirk? 90-minute movies, John Wick style. Do you like Roseville? Or, well, you got Probably you not, just because of everything going on. And your right theater now. still ain't open yet. No. We'll just, uh, and we'll I got to do Cameron tomorrow. I got to do the all his shit. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, you have the weekend. I mean, if if you want to, you can yeah. go, go see it. Uh, go do a matinee or something for yeah. it. Or to see Nobody if you want to talk about it, too. or If you want to go see it tomorrow, we can go see it tomorrow. Yeah. Go from there. Yeah, see see it tomorrow, and then uh, I mean, well, I mean, unless you, I mean, can you figure out a day to go? But we we can we can readjust it so hey, you can hey, see it. Hey, but you have to work. Well, yeah, let let him do his thing, and then when he wants to catch up, he'll catch up with no, us. There's no pressure. You want to see it or not? It's, it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, not really. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah. Well, I don't even know what your work schedule is for the for the evening, so. Oh, damn, no. I have tomorrow off. I work Thursday. Okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. See, sometimes he'll do a movie on a See, work day. See, the one thing I do get is the weekends. Yeah. So, although, no, I don't because Cameron has to work. So, it has to happen earlier in the, like a matinee or something. So This yeah. is a possible suggestion. Mm-hmm. Kill my son? No. Yes. Mike and I can go see movies when it's easier for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you live in Grass Valley, so it's hard. I, I wouldn't want to ask you to come all the way to fucking Greenback yeah. or even Roseville, right? So is it possible that maybe you, you and your son can go see movies occasionally? On yeah, weekends I mean, or absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll figure it out. Homework? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's going to be more movies getting released, especially if they're going to open up California full blast did, in June. Did he say Homer? <laughs> kind of homework look some people like going to the movies some people don't I, it's well if i have to do something it has a totally different flavor than if i want to you know what i mean okay like if i didn't work in construction and i was rich i'd probably build stuff yeah but because i have to do it for money i'm like fuck this it's like cleaning cars man <laughs> i was an auto detailer for fucking decades right. man and right. i can't stand cleaning cars now right I don't even want to clean my own goddamn car. So I get it's it. It's weird how it works, you know? It's like during the week, I wake up at five and I'm like, I could sleep till two in the afternoon. And then on Saturday, I get up at six. Yeah. I'm like, I, what happened to sleep until nine, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm on my time now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know I can go back to bed at 11 <laughs> and still sleep till two. <laughs> I just, for me, I, I, I have. It's all well, psychological. There's a lot of times where I can't fall asleep until 
I'm just feeling a certain way. Well, I was telling Mike, I, I took like this fucking power nap today because I'm like, I do everything like an addict. So if I'm going to take a nap, I'm like, I need to get at least three hours out of this, right? Yeah. Otherwise, why do it? And I was sitting in my chair and I was just like, I can't. What was I watching to? Uh, I think I put on something easy that I've already seen. But anyways, like, I was like, I can't do it, right? So I'm like, I have, and I set my alarm and it always tells me, it's like, you have an hour and two minutes. And I was like, it's not going to be enough. But I was like, I got to do it. So I went and laid down and my dog jumped on the bed and I was like, Fuck you and all. And the next thing I knew the alarm was going off. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. But I, but I was also like, I don't even know where I am right now, you know, but yeah. I power napped hard. Dude, I plan, I power napped this, this, I, I slept from 1230 until five, just after five. Yeah. And because I only got three hours sleep last night. Yeah. And so, <laughs> see, that's a real nap to me, though. Yeah. And so I remember my plan before coming out here was going to be okay, I'll get up at like four. Yeah. I'll do my morning stuff that I normally do, like, you know, my my, my pH balance cocktail yeah. I do with the coffee and the shit. And, and then I'll do yoga, get all stretched out and be ready to go. Maybe if there's enough time, I'll do my, I'll do like a two mile walk or something. And then boom, I'll head out here. Yeah. No, instead I wake up at 512 and, and now I have to leave here by 630 or, you know, so let's get mm-hmm. here at seven. And I'm just waking up. Like I'm already, like I, there's part of me just want to go back to sleep and shit. Right, and, Exactly. So I'm playing with the phone for a few minutes and then and then finally I get up to make my mor- my morning drink. And then next thing you know, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, it's 6.11? What the fuck? Right. Like, holy shit, I still have to brush my teeth, take a shower, right. get dressed, get the shit. Okay. I give myself about, it was an hour. Yeah. Now it's 40 minutes. I got 40 minutes to get my shit together. And I'm not, you know, I don't get in the shower and stand in there for 20 minutes and any of that no. shit. I can get all that shit done in 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I come out and it's, uh, did I make my lunch already? Am I buying my lunch? Am I having coffee? Am I having tea? Or am I totally fucked on this one? You know what I mean? If I don't do rush mode to get ready, it could take me an hour to get ready. Yeah. It's, I don't know how it, I get easily distracted by by putting on a YouTube video mm-hmm. while on my phone while I'm like yeah. doing you know making the morning drink or or setting up for yoga or something and yeah. next thing you know a half hour has gone by and I'm like fuck I didn't really have a yeah. half hour to spare shit so my phone time in the morning never exceeds like ten to twelve minutes I'm just like because I I've talked about it before weather Google. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of a quick, just if anybody can make me smile on Facebook at all, based on what's already happened, that's it. I'm off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I keep doing the periodic Facebook thing, and it's just this, you know, it's the same shit. Oh, who, who do I got to say happy birthday to, right. to the, today? <laughs> and I've gotten off that. I've gotten off of all of that part of it. Well, I like saying happy birthday to people, because yeah. sometimes some people look forward to people telling them happy birthday. Yeah. And so I just figure it's a quick, nice little thing just in case it like brightens their day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little things kind of guy. Maybe cause I have a little yeah. dick. I don't know, but, but I'm all about the little things. Right. So it's, <laughs> so I, I believe in just little simple gestures. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, I don't even want to use the word inconvenience yourself, but if you minorly inconvenience yourself just to help someone out for a quick second, right. letting them over in traffic, right. holding a door open for staying, you know, waiting an extra 10 seconds for someone to get to a door that, you right. know, you, to hold it open, things like that. You know, I, I think that those, those little things make the world a little bit bearable, I'm more bearable, you, you know, you. nicer, you know, it might not mean shit to some people that have cynical looks on their face or whatever, but you know. I like that. I just... I don't need to fucking talk up what I do <laughs> to make myself feel better. He doesn't shoot all of the turds that go through his job that on a daily basis. Well, there you go. I hold but, doors open for but, men and women. But that could be a... you know. I go out and help people and I, I'm nice to their face. 
I'll, I'll smile open, at them. I'll open the door for a man or a woman. Your face. Unless they're in a wheelchair, because I'm like, this is going to take forever. If, if if you're an older person, I will take the change out to you, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't have to come walking up the steps. That's nice. See, that's a nice, that's a nice shit right there. Yeah. I, good I, shit. I give good customer service. Mm-hmm. And... That's that. But I don't have to fucking, I don't have to talk myself up to make myself look better. Look at me. I'm a new, I'm a nice guy. (laughs) Mr. Nice Guy. Or girl. (laughs) All right, I got to (laughs) piss. No, look, look, what you do, what, what you do really is something that most people don't think about doing or mm-hmm. want to do they're they're selfish fucking self-important yeah. cunts and i can name three people off the top of my head right now that i work with mm-hmm. that are just like that that don't give a shit about anything but themselves or you know what they are doing at that moment asking for stuff yeah talking shit behind other people's backs you know and then immediately throwing people under the bus because they're just fucking miserable. dreadful miserable miserable people. yeah and and I can't I can't understand like I used to be angry at everything and I just I got you when you wake up in the morning that's a choice you can either be real nice and have a good attitude yeah. or wake up and just be completely fucking miserable and completely make everyone around you as miserable as you. And you got tired of being tired of it. Yeah. And it's like the hangover thing. Uh, anger is an addiction. It's as bad as anything out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe anger may be worse than, from what I understand, I mean, just looking it up, and this is what they're saying. I don't know if I agree with it, but anger may be as addicting or more addicting than sugar and cocaine. Because well, you always want to be angry. Well, it, it's 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 a comfort thing. You actually get comforted by the things that you're used to. You know, just like people that live in trailer parks, right? You don't want to venture out of the trailer park. Yeah, yeah. Because, you, you don't want to venture outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. So even something that's painful or bad for you, you it's still comforting because we, we're keeping him. No, no, no. I, I just actually had a thought that. Uh, uh, like No, I read bad, somewhere better. that for uh, an adult to change anything mm. is a fucking miracle. Oh, yeah, especially the older. Like, it's a you, monumental you've exercise. You've done so much work if you change yourself even just a little bit. Yeah, like a lifelong racist. Yeah. If they're in their 60s or 70s, they're, they're so wired yeah. to be that way that it's almost impossible Give to it change up. it. Yeah. Almost impossible. Yeah. There's always an exception. but And I sympathize for people that, you know, as a recovering addict and yeah. still an alcoholic now. I mean, I've read stuff where that could just be like a genetic flaw and you don't even have a fucking chance. So for people it's like possible. Robert Downey Jr., I just watched him in less than zero. Yeah, to climb out of that. I mean, that guy's a <laughs> yeah. fucking hero to me. Yeah, it's it it's a it's a monumental effort to want to change. So it's something as simple as exercise. Yeah, like I know I need to go out and exercise, and I want this and I want that. But do I want to put myself? Well, no, I don't put the effort out there, and that's where it comes down to: is do I want to put in that effort? Apparently not. But like, look at it in Joe. Joe m- made that choice. Then again. What the choice that he made went from exercise to no sugar to complete diet, and and he's he's fallen off the wagon a couple of times, and he's figured out what he's he's had to do, you know. 
which is, I mean, you you admitted it a couple I, yeah, of weeks I was ago. Eating too many carbs, yeah, you yeah. Know, too much rice, too much potatoes. But then also, but I you was, also started eating sugar I, again at no, some point. No, no, no. Like I never, bread or something. No, I know. I never go back to bread. Um, it was just the it. It was the carbs. It was just the. No, no, no. I meant before, like before you went onto this onto this new diet. Oh. You you were like I'm I'm eating healthier. I'm doing yeah. this, and then like you find out like. Hey, you want to go to Del Taco? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then we both sucked down like twenty four fucking yeah, and then you chicken just, you soft feel tacos. Like shit, and you make mm. excuses for yourself. And I, I got tired yeah, yeah. of that shit. It's just either you. That's what I mean. Is that? And then he yeah. fell off the wagon once or twice, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like you know the uh, heroin Dan falling off the wagon. It, it, it was. I I need to stop. You know, I know what I'm doing. You know, I had I had a thing of ice cream, right? You know, after after a couple of weeks of not having it and trying to get used to it, I don't really consider that really falling off the wagon. I think that's more along the lines of readjusting, and you have to sometimes feed that dragon or you know ride the lightning, as it were. I know ride that I'm lightning. still not healed properly from from giving up sugar because I still, when I see people who can just eat one little sliver of cake or one little candy bar and have nothing else candy wise to go with it, right. It's still like in my mind. It's like, oh my god, the self control, right? Yeah, and I see. Me, I'm that way. See, to me, it's like throwing a Twinkie at a fucking grizzly bear. Right. You're like you just you're getting something started right there. That's only the beginning. That's that's not even the appetizer. That's the pre appetizer, right? You know. So I know that I'm still not there fully. That's why I stay pretty much completely away right. from it because I know I'm not ready to even fuck around with the even on vacation type shit. You right. know, oh, well, I'll have some cake while I'm on vacation. Nope. Not yet. That's like with I'm me. Not ready like, yet. I go to somewhere for dinner and yeah. I order a Cadillac margarita and everybody does. Mm-hmm. And then they don't want another one. I'm like, why don't you guys want 10 of these? I don't understand. Yeah. Where are we going wrong here? Yeah. Yeah. That's like we could just drink these and skip dinner. You know? Yeah. And see me, I, I don't like getting more than just a little bus. Yeah. I, I don't like getting anywhere. <laughs> anywhere near past that it's just never been a thing for me at all i've I've gotten super drunk like three times yeah like fall down can't like slurring my words drunk yeah and i fucking hate it yeah and i never want to go back but i mean people that drink a lot they're not necessarily getting that way i give rides to a lot of um you know professional drinkers exactly you can tell there's people that even though you can smell them they smell hell of drunk and and they are drunk they aren't going to throw up in my car right when i'm giving them a ride and then there's the young people the young ones are you the ones you have to worry about that are drunk because they don't know how to control their liquor for the most part yet and they're just like right (laughs) and so and those are the ones that have thrown up in my car two young people that have thrown up in my car so it's yeah i mean but i i I never even want to get to that point where i'm just controlled with it it, with with the drinking and that's that's the thing is you say that but then you you push yourself you're like oh well one more can't hurt Yeah. And then four more can't hurt. And then eight more can't It's hurt. just like eating a bag of Doritos, right? Oh, yep. I'm only going to eat like fucking 10 chips. Next thing you know, I'm at the bottom of the bag. And then, oh. No, then, you're at the store buying then, four more my bags. Excuse, my excuse, no, because I've already bought like four family size bags. I already thought ahead. So. No, at this point, <laughs> that's not how alcoholism works. So th- this, is, this is the thought process. Even though I'm full, I'm at the bottom of the bag. There's still a good amount left there. But because it's so low, I'm like, well, this isn't enough for the next time I'm going to want Doritos. That's, so I'm just going to fucking finish it now. Right. Oh, that's, well, I ran out but, of milk. So but now I'm going to have another glass of milk with these Doritos. That's that's alcoholism. Yes. Oh, well, I'm going to buy a 12 pack. Oh, mm-hmm. there's four left. Well, yeah, that's not going to be enough for tomorrow. So I'm going to drink them and then I'll just go buy another 12 pack. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait a second. The 12 pack mm-hmm. didn't work out this time. Let's buy an 18. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you're an alcoholic, uh, 
and it, like for me, like it's really the alcoholism is in the hard liquor. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting if you're getting down past like if you so 750 milliliters, right? You yeah, know what that looks like it's like a wine bottle basically. Yeah, if you got that much left in the bottom, that, yeah, you start sweating it. Yep, you know what I mean. You're like, ah, I gotta start thinking about tomorrow. I, this is, sounds horrible. Like let's say it's a weekend because I would never ever drink uh, before or during work, right? Yeah, never ever, never even crossed my mind. But but let's like say it's a weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's Saturday night, and you've got this much left. Maybe you're fucked up enough, and you just go to bed, right? Yeah. But you're either worried about it that night, or you're worried about it the next morning when you pop the freezer open, and you're like, oh, shit. Well, see, and that's or what... you don't have like the orange juice or stuff yeah. you mix it with, and you're like, oh, life is fucked up right now. And that's what. <laughs> and look, there's positives in that that, yeah. that most people that have addictions don't see because they're wrapped up in their addiction, right? But you have moments of control. Mm-hmm. You, one of your moments of control is with work. You right. don't drink at work. Never. Before work or, or, you know, so there is control there. So it's possible. It's very, very possible that you can do that in other facets of life with that because it's shown that you can do it. It's just getting your mind to that right. point. It's a mindset. Yeah. it's your Everything's always about your fucking mind. And here's what's so weird about the brain. So like it gets wired in a certain way, right? Yeah. So 3.30 rolls around. I get in my car. I start driving home and all mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm like, I need a drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your brain is, yeah. the, the neurons are now firing in that's that how I was area with, yeah. of your brain. You're like, it's time to party. Midnight. We're, yeah. we're at midnight. And now. that's how I was with smoking. <laughs> like I had to have, on my way home from work, I had to have three cigarettes. And on my way to work, I had to have two yeah. cigarettes. Nicotine stuff. And it was always while I'm driving in the car. And or when I'm hanging out or I'm doing a podcast or if I'm um, taking breaks to go play Angry Birds or some shit. Right. Got to have two cigarettes on each break or three cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. And it just became, that became the routine. There you go. So I had to finally just get away from it. Earmuffs off. Yeah, Ooh. we're yeah we're two hours into this fucking thing. It's a new day. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Good. Leaving on that note. Very well. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. Peace on you. Good night. <laughs>